Anyway, podcast back for another live episode. Hello to the replay crew. Love you guys just as much. Make sure you share this video, like, subscribe, become a member. All those links in the description below. I appreciate everybody, whether they're on Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, X. Thank you for joining us on this show. Uh, we're going to talk about Jeffrey Epstein's brother, who had an awful lot to say just the other day. We'll share some of the revelations from that conversation on the Pierce Morgan show. Uh, plus, Delta has this crazy document that is out on the Internet, uh, which talks about capitalization of different races. And it's kind of nuts and it's trending right now. So we'll discuss it. Mike Lindell gets banned from Fox News, his ads, I should say. I found that to be pretty interesting. The doomsday bunker craze is on the rise and one actually just hit the market so you could purchase it. There's an AI George Carlin out there that just released a comedy special, which is a weird topic to get into, but we will. And will there be a Top Gun 3? Oh, my goodness. All that and more on this episode. That, uh, I must admit, that uh, promo, that intro was... was uh, just laced with questions was it not that was very you know radio pluggy it was very uh front selly a lot of front selling in that one a lot of things to stay tuned for um let's jump right into jeffrey epstein's brother mark epstein does not speak a whole heck of a lot he will on occasion do interviews he agreed to go on pierce morgan and they uh, discussed a couple of things. I'm going to play you the two clips, which I found very, very interesting. Uh, but I will say that uh, to Pierce Morgan's credit, he started questioning Mark on the uh, his brother and his activities. And two questions in, really 30 seconds into the interview, Mark goes, I'm not here to talk about my brother and what happened to him. All I'm here to talk about is the mystery surrounding his death. Um, he called it a murder. Pierce Morgan asked him, well, you say it's a murder. The authorities say it's a suicide. What do you say to that? And this is what Mark Epstein had to say. Well, first, the, the actual pathologist who did the autopsy uh, did not determine it was a suicide. They couldn't. They said it looked more like a homicide. But on the, death, on the initial death certificate, on the cause of death, it said pending, meaning pending further investigation which is proper. And then a few days later, you know, Bill Barr claims it was a suicide. And then the chief pathologist of New York, who did not see the body, claims it's a suicide. So the point, the question becomes, what investigating was done in a matter of days to make them come out with that determination? And it turns out that because it was called a suicide, there doesn't seem to have been an investigation. Because if you declare somebody died by suicide, there's really nothing to investigate. You know, the only questions about a suicide is how did they do it? Did they hang themselves? Did they shoot themselves? Did they jump out of a window? And that's a pretty obvious answer at the time of the death. So there's no investigation was done. The EMT. Uh, so this is Epstein's brother, Mark Epstein, talking about starting to get into all the questions surrounding his death. Prison, we're never questioned. The hospital personnel were never questioned. We can't seem to find the medical records. We can't get the 911 call. If this was a suicide, why are all these things hidden? 
And why did I Bill mean, Barr obviously, make that ridiculous statement? Right. Let's talk about the night that your brother died. He involved. I had no more information. Um, all right. So that's Mark Epstein, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's brother on the uh, Pierce Morgan show, just kind of laying out some of the obvious questions. Why wasn't anybody? No why wasn't anybody notified? Bill Barr's involvement in it the fact that the uh, head of uh, the new york health department there just signed off on the autopsy without uh seeing the body or uh, you know analyzing the body or anything like that um obviously lots of uh lots of stuff in there he does go on to ask him about the night uh, he died let's pick that up the prison. when the emts were called and they got to the prison he was already dead in the infirmary understand something he had been dead for at least two hours before he was found. That's what the autopsy showed. And that's not a question. That's a fact. He could have been dead for six hours, but at least two. Now, they said in the DOJ report that finally came out that he was found hanging. They said he was in a seated position with his legs extended in front of him. And when he was tied to the top bunk, and when they either cut him or tore him down, his buttocks was an inch and an inch and a half off the ground, which if you picture that, it means basically his entire body weight or the bulk of his body weight was hanging by the neck. Yes, there was probably some weight on his feet at the end of his legs, but the bulk of his body was hanging. So the mark on his neck left by the ligature is in the middle of his neck. Right, there are so three simple the, changes I tell all of my arthritis God, patients. I love this fucking pop of it so basically he's saying the the mark around his neck from the rope was in the middle not at the top where it probably should have been right he also says he's hanging one and a half inches off the ground his his ass is one and a half inches off the ground uh with his feet on the ground because he's in a seated position i mean i guess technically you could be uncomfortable in that kind of a position for a little while but suicide I mean, what stops you from just getting them feet under you and standing up? Anybody? Um, also, I you know I don't know where his hands are in this scenario, right? I mean, like we don't we don't know anything. We've got zero. Like, why couldn't he just you know pick himself up, pull up on the rope, maybe a little bit or something? I mean, there's just none of this information answered attempted to be answered it's all been sort of just brushed under the rug and you know it becomes one of those things that nobody's talking about again just nobody's mentioning anything um so i thought that was uh, an interesting take i also find it interesting not that he doesn't have the right to you know ask questions about a family member he does but i just kind of get the feeling that mark epstein doesn't really have the right to be too upset about the the way his brother was found he has a right to be upset but to be like this is preposterous you know how could how could this on you know is injustice go on there's a bigger injustice going on during this process you know what i'm saying like you can't when your brother is the biggest piece of shit since hitler basically uh or top five ten in with hitler a lot of the bad people in the world i'm probably not thinking of and I don't want to get an angry email from the lib. It's like, what, you, what about this person who was really, they killed, you know, I, you know, I, I lost that. I can't be bothered. Um, but uh, one of the worst pieces of shit ever, Jeffrey Epstein, when that's your brother and he's mysteriously found dead. Hey, 
you got to kind of take that. You know what I'm saying? You got to kind of just take that on the chin, I feel, a little bit. You can't be out there too upset. Listen, all right, you do an interview. Somebody calls you, asks you questions. You answer. You say this. You know, why don't we have answers to this? And I'd like it to stop. If I find out that this son of a bitch has a website, uh, you know, and he's trying to, he's out there really working on this question, I'm going to be really upset. I'm going to be really upset. He can't do nothing, obviously, right? It's his brother at the end of the day. But realistically, like, calm down. Take it easy. I Don't don't get out of control and too crazy. Uh, now, my, uh, my uh, Democratic friends will love this next clip. Uh, I had to share it with everybody because I find it very, very interesting that um, – there, uh, that a, a universe exists, a planet exists, where the world's largest sex trafficker ever that we know of, again, top five biggest pieces of shit behind Hitler and a couple of other people, um, thumbed his nose up at Donald Trump, looked down on Donald Trump. So Pierce Morgan starts to talk to him and ask him about those, you know, that this quote that has been out there since all these documents have been released, which we talked about. By the way, we have a ton of episodes and information on Jeffrey Epstein, Glenn Maxwell, that whole thing. If you go to our YouTube channel, which you could link to from anthonyonair.com, uh, and then you go to the playlist, there's a Jeffrey Epstein, Glenn Maxwell playlist that has got a boat, I don't know, it was 100 something videos we looked at it one podcast, a couple of podcasts ago, boatload of stuff. So if you want to catch up on all that stuff, Jean-Luc Brunel, who Maddie O'Brien brings up with stuff on him. we got stuff on all of this, all in one beautiful little playlist on YouTube. So uh, if you don't follow us or watch us on YouTube, go to anthonyonida.com and click on the link from there. Uh, but anyway, uh, Pierce was asking him about this quote that's been going around about uh which mark epstein I, I don't know who he gave it to it was a newspaper i believe but he basically said that jeffrey epstein his brother told him that if he told the world what he knew about clinton and trump that the 2016 election would have had to have been canceled uh that's the quote that he put out there so pierce morgan credit to him follows up asks about that particular question and uh, I found Mark Epstein's answer pretty interesting. Oh, here we go. Oh, I'm sorry. Here it is. Oh, tell me why you... <sighs> okay, hold on. Get, bear with me, people. I got fat sausage fingers here that I'm working with. And uh, it ain't easy to move stuff around. All right, so here's uh, Mark's response. Okay. During the 2016 election, we were just discussing the election, just two brothers talking about current things. Uh, he, what he said was that if he said what he knew about both candidates, they'd have to cancel the election. So he was talking about Donald Trump and he was talking about Hillary. But Don, Bill wasn't running at that point in time. And, and, and Jeffrey used to sometimes tell me things about people he was with, whatever. I never heard Jeffrey say anything bad about Bill Clinton. Jeffrey always liked Bill Clinton. And he, he admired Bill Clinton. So I, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, yeah, he, he didn't say he had information on Bill Clinton. You mentioned the candidate, so I want to keep the record straight. I like to keep facts out there, not speculation. What information? What information do you think he had on Donald Trump, for example, that could have uh, disqualified? What a, what a man of integrity! By the way. I don't know any specific information, but I've also heard Jeffrey say that he stopped hanging out with Donald Trump when he realized Trump was a crook. That's on tape. I, I heard a videotape interview with Jeff, and he said that he stopped hanging out with Donald Trump when he realized Trump was a crook. I, I mean, that's on tape. Jeffrey Epstein 
Jeffrey Epstein. The pedo the the pedo ring operative foreign asset whatever Epstein. Worst person on record since Hitler or maybe and some other really bad people. Said on tape that he stopped hanging out with Donald Trump when he found out he was a crook. I mean, people, for the love of all that is holy. And that is, that is just telling. That's, I'll be, I, I look, I have a, a one friend at least, maybe a couple others, that hated that man until he started, until he got on the Republican ticket, which I respect, because listen, people are Republicans, People are Democrats. They go with their person, whoever it is. It doesn't even make a difference. They just, they're going to go in and they're going to vote their party up and down the ticket no matter what. Okay, fine. I, I no problem with it. On either side, that's what that's the way people feel like can't change their minds. You know, but people hated that dude. And then loved him from the moment that he got elected president as a Republican. And I always found that to be a little interesting because you could be, it's okay to be like, I don't love the guy, but I'm not going to be, I'm not voting for the other one. I'm not voting for Hillary or I'm not voting for the Democrat. Totally fine. Totally valid. But to be like, this guy's fantastic. It's like, uh, you can't just absolutely hate a person, a private person for, for, you know, specific reasons. And then they don't change as a person at all. Their job title changes. And then suddenly they're the most wonderful thing ever. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, eh, you know, it's not a, not 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 the most integrity move, if you ask me. Uh, I like Robin here. Not me. I've voted third party three times. Look at that. Um, good for you. I wish more people uh, acted like you. In fact, forty percent of the country more. Uh, that's the exact amount more uh, that I wish acted just like you, Robin. Kudos to you, my friend. I'll tell you what. It's not that it's an untrue statement, but I hate it because it's an unfair statement. People will then, like Robin goes and says something like that, and then people will always turn around and go, Democrats mostly, because uh, depending on the person, but I feel like 90% of the time it's Democrats, they'll go, uh, you're wasting a vote because the third party's not going to win and you know, you're going to kill the Democrat from getting some votes. Again, it is, I believe, a true statement, but I hate when people bring that up because it's your vote. You know, and as shitty as it is, and believe me, I have a big problem with the way a lot of people vote. Um, as shitty as it is, it's your vote and you get to do with it what you will. And some people vote for one of the two parties. Some people vote for the third party. And then some people just flat out don't vote at all. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, you're a piece of shit because you voted for the third party. Why don't you put your vote to somebody who could win? And you're like, what? it's my vote. Leave me alone. And also, uh, I was one of the one third of this goddamn country that showed up. Where the fuck are the other two thirds people? If anybody wanted to yell at, it should be them. At least I showed up. All right. I put my vote to a third party, but I'm here, you know. You want to get mad at somebody, get mad at the asshole who stays home on election day, which was George Carlin, by the way. AI George Carlin story coming up. Stay tuned, folks. Need that retention viewing for the algorithm. Um, <laughs> these are just the worst teases ever. So uh, I'm with you, Robin. 
Good for you. You keep voting that third party. Who gives a shit? I'll tell you what. I have voted for someone in the uh, Democrat and or Republican part. I've probably actually done this on both sides. But I know I've definitely done this where when one of those two candidates in the Republicans or Democrats is also in a third party, I will vote for them down there just to make a point. I don't know if that matters at all. I, I feel like, you know, I've never seen an election when they say, here's how many this candidate has in this. They kind of use always like the lead parties, uh, but it makes me feel better. I feel like I'm still kind of doing something, uh, letting the world know, okay, this is my guy, but I hate the party, you know? I like to throw that in the world every now and then. Again, makes me feel better. Makes me feel more comfy when I put my head down on the old pillar at the end of the night. Speaking of pillows, wait till you hear what Fox has done to Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. <gasps> Coming up soon, right here on this episode. Don't click away. Need the retention time. Need the retention time for the algo. Um, where was I? Delta. Uh, let's, oh, voting. That's right. Yeah. We're talking about voting. Um, Bert, I voted for Kanye once. That is a middle finger vote. Fuck them all. <laughs> was, did Kanye make it on the ballot or did, was that a write-in? Cause I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've written in Mickey Mouse before just for kicks. Just for that old internet rumor where they're like, they will send you a, a thing, you know, from Disney or I don't know, whatever that rumor is. They'll do some bullshit if you, you know, if you write in so it's, or if somebody gets enough votes that they'll get a letter. I never believed any of that shit. Never believed any of it. Oh, I like this idea from uh, Matt O'Brien. Here's this is a good promo. Stay tuned for Pillow Talk with Anthony as we dive into the latest shenanigans from one pillow czar. Mike Lindell, all on this episode. Retention. Um, mm, 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 mm. I like this. Mercury, I voted for Willow, my pup, last term. Hate both candidates. Yeah, I feel that. So does 99% of the rest of the country. Um. Mm, 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 mm. I think TD Freelancer liked the uh, My Pillow talk. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, oh, look at this. Would you look at this? You can't see her, but you can hear her. Both are lovely. Cuddles has joined us. I'm here. Hello, Cuddles. Hi. Uh, we wrapped up the Jeffrey Epstein portion of the podcast. We have uh, discussed some voting philosophies. And now we're on to this wonderful new document from Delta Airlines that I'd love to share with everybody. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, kind of popping up on, um, are you in the cabinets going for a snack? Because that's what it sounds like. No, our child came downstairs because he said he had to use the bathroom. Oh, I thought that was a cabinet opening up. No, I'm not opening. I'm looking in for my earbuds. I care fine. Um, anyway, let me put this up on the screen for everybody so that you guys can see. This was a an inclusive language guide that got leaked from Delta Airlines and in it pop it up for everybody there there you go uh this is uh we got this uh image from Wall Street Silver on Twitter 
Although I believe that it is a, uh, the original one was Robbie Starbuck. There's actually a person named Robbie Starbuck on this planet who is not associated with the Starbucks, um, who put this photo out there for the first time. And the photo is of an inclusive language guide that uh, came out from Delta Airlines. And it says, and I quote, race and ethnicity, style note, capitalize black, the word black, and the word brown in Delta communications. Unlike black or brown, which passed the test, is capitalized, white should be lowercase. And then it says, when, ref when referencing race, ethnicity, or nationality, be as specific as possible. So basically they're saying when you're uh, operating within Delta Communications, capitalize the word black and brown, but do not capitalize the word white. White should be lowercase. Now I know that you all might be thinking, boy, these Delta Airline people are crazy. Um, and you would have a valid point there. I know you're thinking Delta's crazy, but I got a call from a very dear friend of mine who happens to be an African-American gentleman uh, just prior to the start of this podcast. And he said, congratulations, Aunt. We made it. Delta Airlines has ended racism and we live to see it. And I just, I thought that, you know, people might think this is silly, crazy or racist in itself, but confirmation from a buddy of mine, they solve racism because we're capitalizing words cuddles isn't that good that that i mean half of the first grade still capitalizes every single word so i mean <laughs> they they just so delta needs to take a back step because they're not innovators here my favorite thing about what like our six-year-old writing and stuff is she could lowercase the first letter in words and then capitalize every other letter. She's got that little yeah. style to her too, yeah. which I think is just adorable. Oh, yeah. Do I sound okay? Yeah, no, you sound great. Okay, sorry. I have you on speaker because I can't find my earbud earbuds, earbuds, ear whatever the hell I have. Sorry, they're somewhere. Um everybody's happy to see you, Bird. To you, oh, Freemaster. Hi. Mercury, Robin, some others. Um yeah, but I just, uh, I love this. This just makes me happy because it really upsets a lot of people, which I get. Um, but honestly, I, and I swear, I say this all the time, and I feel like I'm repeating myself. I'm uncomfortable with the whole color description to begin with. Yeah. And I always have been. And it is such a accepted form. You know, like you can't like apply for a job or fill out an application or anything like that without having white, you know, black, you know, all this stuff on there. And uh, I've just never been comfortable with any of it. I've never, like, people will call me white. I don't disagree that amongst the common nomenclature of the world, I'm white. But I always thought that I was an Italian-American, you know? Yeah. And if that's the case for me, to be, like, black, you know, is like, well, it's either it's an African-American or uh, like whatever it is. I mean, and now we have brown, which I understand if the lighter shaded, brown, you know, know. Yeah, if I they want to, if they like it, okay, great. But it kind of feels like, again, somebody's just coming up with solutions that continue to seem to not make any, again, if 
if you're from another part, if you're not from Africa and you're, you know, then be whatever country that it is, slash American, you know, African American, Dominican American, Puerto Rican, whatever it is, right? Haitian American, yeah. Not just black and white. And I'll tell you what's the funniest thing about this, Cuddles. One race, right? Chinese, China, from China. If you, they're the color associated with their race, huge no-no. Horrifically racist, right? If you refer to a Chinese person as the color they used to be referred to as. Oh, yeah. Really bad, right? Yes. That is bad. Do not do that to Chinese people. But... (laughs) Every the African Americans could just be black, like all those people in that shade, black, all the people in that shade, brown, all the people in the white shade, white. But you know what I'm saying? Like, none of it, there's no consistency in any of it. Yeah, we accept it again. I don't want to call anybody, I don't want to call Chinese people by the color associate. I'm, I accept all of it, it's all fine. When I when logistical Anthony looks at it, I go, but this none of this really seems to be consistent, you know. Because again, like you know, I'm an Italian American. I don't love it when they're like white. I don't want to be lumped in with Irish people. All right, cuddles. You know, I get it. I'm Italian. Uh, (laughs) but um, not racist at all. But uh, you know, the point is, is that I can't imagine people from. You know, I mean, even if you said African American is not good, you got to go country by country. Okay, fine, that's fine. Let's do that then. You know, I'm sure like a whole continent and other you know areas where people are dark skin don't love just being like black. I don't. I I probably I bet if you polled all those people, they would come back with, "Yeah, I don't love it either." You know, I so. I don't get it. What? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Now, a little follow-up on this. This turns out, Delta confirmed, by the way, that this definitely came from them. But they said it was a document that was meant to be used uh, by the people who communicate on behalf of Delta Airlines. And what they're saying is, is they're following the AP style of reporting, right, communication, when they write, uh, and that part of that style is the capitalization of words like black and brown. And the reason, according to the AP's vice president of standards, why they don't capitalize the term white is because, and I quote, we agree that white people's skin color plays into systemic inequalities and injustices, and we want our journalism to robustly explore these problems. But capitalizing the term white is done by white supremacists, risks subtly conveying legitimacy to such beliefs. So the AP is saying because pieces of shit white supremacists capitalize the term white, it would be counterproductive to inclusivity to cap to do the same thing that they're doing. Okay. But like why? Like is it though? It's it's a color. It's I mean that that would be like saying uh all the German people were responsible for what for the Holocaust. It's like, well, there were bad Germans that were responsible. 
but to be like every, you know, yeah, to take, no. yeah, to take that group, which I'd like to think was little, uh, right, Cuddles? Like, I'd yeah. like to think it was a small percentage of the people in that country uh, and others, Italy, eventually, right? Yeah, um, Mussolini. But you don't let the, you, you know, you don't let the, the few ruin it for everybody else kind of feels, you know, a little strange. I like this from Paul. I identify as beige. Mm-hmm. I get that. I don't know if I could legitimately pass as white cuddles. Be well, this is a little unfair because there's some harsh studio light in here. But I, I don't know. What would you call that? Olive? Would you? Call I don't that know. A- I can't see it through the hair. I just. <laughs> I would call it hairy. Uh, is what I would mm-hmm. say. I think I have a beautiful olive tone to me. Okay. Oh, and I know that. that could be racist towards Italians calling us olive, right? Because we eat a lot of olives. But listen, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm Sicilian. So the most racist of Italians. Oh, shut up. We are not. I never got that. I go to my I go to my dad once. I go, uh, why does grandma and all her cousins argue about Sicilian Italian? Isn't it Sicily uh, Sicily in Italy? And he was like, Yeah, but Sicilians just think they're better than everybody else. Because, but when you think think about it too, the North always thought that about the the South that they were better than them. You know. Yeah, everyone's always got that complex. Yeah, so the South is hateful against the North, and then the further South in Sicily is (laughs) resentful of the whole thing. So, I don't know. When you get down to it, really, it's human in, it's, it's like there's like a human instinct thing to just hate somebody in a far distance away from you yeah you know what i'm saying that's kind of what it, call, it all comes down to some ridiculous distance thing with within humans so um liz uh very race racially insensitive just wrote the word mafia at uh the italian hosts hey so, i don't appreciate but uh, reminds me of something that you showed me on tiktok cuddles right now which is i feel completely taking over the trends is the it's like fashionable to dress as a mob wife hell yeah bring back the furs bitches so this is interesting to me because i want to be honest i think the first time or the first trend i heard a fashion trend on tiktok came from cuddles where she explained to me and i don't know what you call the cuddles you probably remember it was like fashionable to dress like a grandma yacht person right no it's a coastal grandmother coastal grandmother which is essentially like what like yacht clothes no it's like you remember the movie something's gotta give so you know very yes creams and whites very hamptons you know beachfront airy come on there's just it's just oh it's a way of life it is. Wait, hold on. I got to go to this one from Sharon Los Pizza. What about capitalizing the white in Betty White? That's just Uh-oh. hilarious. She's a, she is a, she's in, you know, it's Betty White. You got to capitalize the W and Betty White. Yeah. I mean, you she's can't. Like, but, you know, I miss that, her. That's funny. It's all fuck, Sharon. I, I don't is. care what anybody says. Um, but back to our, uh, atta- back to this thing. So that was the first thing. Coastal Grandma. Okay. So kind of how. What was something's got it? Not something's got to give. Yeah, mean- something's got to give. Remember, she has the house in Southampton. It's and it's with, um, 
Is that something's got to get you sure? Okay. Yes, I'm positive it's something. She's the writer. I'm positive. Well, I can't remember her name. Marissa Tomei. Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. So the way Diane Keaton is dressed in the last like yes. four films she's done, that's Bucket Coastal Hatch, Grandma. Very. What's the woman that the writer? Um, there's a writer that they like reference. Very like white and very not nautical, but lowercase whites. Yeah, low, low exactly lowercase whites. Um, bucket hats and and button down like flowy oversized button downs and you go to you know farm stands and you go to you know very like you have to look it up it's called coastal grandmother all right coastal grandmother um then i don't know what would you say was next mm. i don't think one's grabbed my mind my attention but they named a specific one that Mob Wife has taken over for. Do you remember which one the that clean was? Aesthetic, the clean girl. You know, that wore just, you know, very easy, non-makeup, you know, short nails, very monochromatic. And now she's out and Mob Wife is in. Mob Wife is in now. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't even know what that looks. Clean, clean girl. I don't, I don't know what any of this means, but sounds nice. I mean, I could get behind the mob wife thing. I don't know about the leopard. All right. So now what's mob wife? Is it? Yeah. Is it leopard? Is mob it, wife uh... is the gold jewelry? You know, you have those French tip nails, the makeup, the hair, very Carmela Soprano. All right. Okay. Uh this is going to surprise some people, but if you lived in the neighborhood that Cuddles and I grew up in, you would never, that trend has never gone out of style. Nope, That's, it's never. That is the trend of our neighborhood. They've well, been riding our, that since 75 over there. You well, know since saying? before then, yes. Right? I mean. You know, f you know, furs, vintage fur, like big furs, like aunt. Thank our mothers. Yeah, That's tough. That's tough. Lots of jewelry, lots of gold. Lots and lots of gold. You saw, I mean, Carmela Soprano had a tennis necklace going on. She had bracelets, diamond tennis bracelets on. The more, more is, more is just more. Be careful of my Yadro. You don't even yeah, want to know how much it was. Oh my God. I hear that word Yadro and it gives me PTSD from my mother. <laughs> That's why the Sopranos was so fucking accurate. Because it was family. Because it was real. Mm -hmm. The Yadro thing is, I mean, I had several in my house cuddles growing up. You did too, oh. did you? Oh, I ha my mother had a whole cabinet. A whole yeah. class cabinet of those ugly. She had the nuns. She loved the nuns. And the nuns were in the living room on top of the mantle. Just these freaking nuns staring at you. Mm. Just one of the dumbest things ever that italians uh -oh. do here's my list of dumb things italians do follow mussolini one and get a couple yadros in their house is number two these are our two biggest mistakes in oh, that come on. what about the plastic on the on the chairs yeah that that I yeah oh it's like functional like you know not to get the soul but come on now like you you stuck to it i can remember going to my grandmother's house and it was like I don't understand. Why do we have plastic on our chairs? <laughs> not, only, 
not only plastic on the chairs, but too cheap to get air conditioning. So you're literally just sitting in a pool of your own sweat. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't, I wasn't poor. My family, we, we didn't, we were too fat. <laughs> fat people don't do good in heat. Dude, I can remember. So I was talking to somebody younger than me, younger than me earlier, and uh, we, we uh, video games came up, right? So they were telling, like, talking about old video games and new video games and old video games that are becoming new video games and all this stuff. And uh, it kind of had me reminiscing about like how old we are, and it's like I can remember air conditioning being installed in every house of like my family and my family members. Oh yeah. Like I remember when the house I grew up in got air conditioning. I remember when my grandparents' house got air conditioning. Like that was part of the process. Yeah. And I feel like that makes us so, this is like being like, I was there when Franklin flew the kite and caught the lightning with the cake. You know, it's like, it <laughs> feels so old, such an old thing to say. I know. And we're really not that old. You say that, but all the evidence points to the contrary. I know. But I can remember, like, we're saying we're old, but then, like, I can remember my father telling me stories about how he his house was, like, the first house to have a TV on the block. And then they were the first house to have a colored TV on the block. And I'm like, mm. I'm like, you, you were the, like, other people didn't have them. And he's like, yeah, that was life. And I'm like, oh, he's like, not like you spoil brats. Yeah, we grew up with televisions in our friggin' bedrooms. Like, that's... uh. You remember the little television in, like, the kitchen? Yep. Oh, Jesus. Now I'm really taking it back. I never had one. Again, we were poor. Uh, clearly. <laughs> we were poor. Now that I'm putting it all together between the air conditioning and the little TV. Well, you didn't have the mob money. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah. But I know people who did have that, and it's true. Like, how about remember TVs on the floor? Oh, God. When they were like in a full on cabinet, they would be like in a cabinet, though, so that you could put stuff on top of them. Like, Ooh. just crazy, crazy, stupid shit. Crazy, stupid shit. Yeah. So, this mob aesthetic, like, Carmela Soprano is big. Like, what's his name? What's, um, like, um, what's the movie? Uh, from Goodfellas, Karen from Goodfellas, and then the one from Casino that Sharon Stone played. I don't know her name because I really don't like. I don't. I don't like her. Mm -hmm. Like that whole aesthetic. I can stand behind that. Yeah, because you got a closet full of that stuff. I don't. No, first of all, I don't. There's no leopard. <laughs> There's no sequins. There's no, I'm not very out there, but I can get behind the gold jewelry. I don't know about the makeup part because I don't really like doing makeup, but I have makeup. I would do it. The vintage jacket, I, I could do that. You keep saying you don't have leopard, but I feel it sounds like you're saying you, can, you have everything else. I have, I do have everything else. <laughs> Uh, Jamie, I remember when they started promoting apartment complexes would advertise the AC came with the place. Yeah. I mean, Ooh. it's kind of crazy. 
And I don't know about you or what that was, but I felt like a lot of people started to get air conditioning at the same time. Like you always saw like an air conditioning installation thing come in in, in the block. I guess it's because when those houses in our neighborhood were built, you know what else really amazes me, Connells? What? We have this where we are right now where we're like five minutes away from like $10 billion houses, right? But we also have like old, old neighborhoods. Like, Half of our neighborhood has been here since before the country. Yeah. You know, and uh, some of the other neighboring areas around the same thing. So like you'll drive in some roads and there will just be these like tiny, tiny houses. And you look at that and you go, that's not, that wasn't even like a sign of being poor or not having money. Like that's just the size they built houses in. Yeah. Like it was exciting to have four rooms at one time, you know? Yeah. And when you look at the way the world is now, like there's got to be like 19 rooms. They got to be like, you know, 14 by 14. You know, it's like crazy the way what our expectations used to be to what they are now. I I know. And then they build these houses that are like big and it's like, okay, but they're not on it. Like people that moved out by where we are wanted the land and they wanted like not to be on top of each other, like in Queens or in the city. Yeah. He wanted like space. The outside was probably more important than the house and the inside. Yeah. They wanted, they wanted the land, but now it's like people are like, Oh, I don't want the acre of a land. That's a lot of work. I certainly don't. don't have You you don't want anything because you don't want to do anything. Jamie says, I'm seeing Peggy from Married with Children. You think Peggy would have made the Mob Wives? Uh, I trend? think Peggy, seriously, if I, I had 80s day at school is coming up and I'm like, how can I, can I do Peggy Bundy? But I think she's the 90s. But I'm like, her hair, I'm like, how could I do her hair? But yes, but she loved leopard pants. I can't pull off leopard pants. I can't do it. I just can't. Uh- I was going to say, Peggy Bundy, I would say, is on the very, the most leopardy side of this. Yeah. She of this loves leopard. Loves leopard. Not yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cuddles, Mike Lindell has been banned, if you will, from Fox. This is uh, pretty interesting on a couple of little levels here. One is, it's his advertisements. So anything that has to do with my pillow or any other companies he may have cannot advertise on Fox. Fox News. What do you do now? They just uh, they just came out with it. He says it's because of the election that he's never given up on the election, and they have. Uh, he also apparently has started his own TV network, which I forgot, and then I think we may have talked about. Uh, I guess a network is an unfair thing to say. His t- a TV internet channel. And supposedly he got or just hired Lou Dobbs who left Fox News or was let go, I can't remember. So he thinks it's maybe retaliation because now he's got Lou Dobbs. Like people are dying to hear what the fuck Lou Dobbs thinks about the world. Um, And uh, he thinks it might be a little retaliation for that. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. He claims, and he even went on, uh, what's that other crazy conservative guy show, that he spent hundreds of millions of dollars with Fox. Now, maybe, you know, over the course of time, but they also kind of positioned it like, or he kind of positioned it like he was uh, paying $100 million every single year, which 
he absolutely was not. He might have a big yeah, tens of millions of dollars of budget to throw around, but yeah, they said uh, they're not going to deal with it. They no, he, so they're not going to take his money to what, no matter what it is, which actually makes a lot of sense when you think about it, because all of his election denying and Fox's election denying cost Fox like almost a billion dollars. Yep. So they have a right to be a little pissed off at him and say, fuck you, we're not going to put your uh, thing on. But he's moved right on to Max, and I don't know what his numbers are. I'm assuming they're probably down, but maybe they're not. I don't know who's like, uh, you know, I don't know if his budget's going to save Max or if it's going to sink Fox or, you know, if he's even spending a lot of money these days because I heard that company was on the rocks for the most part. I don't know. Some people, they just, they never learn. No. No. And he says it's like an attack and all this and that. It's like, I don't yeah. know, your little shenanigans show he, fucking. Yeah, he's, thinking he's too, he's too important. He, he's a lot less important than he thinks he is. You're not that important, Michael. You're not. Good point. Well said, Cuddles. Um, I was hoping that we'd have JSABs for this. Oh, with the doomsday bunkers. Ooh. Loves the doom. What were we talking about that uh, bird had on the last episode? A, bu- uh, buggy a bug bag. A bug bag. Wasn't it a bug bag or a? Yeah. Yeah. Something. Somebody will have it. Get a hatchet. With the ha- the hatchet was sweet. I'm not gonna. The hatchet was fucking. Right. Right. Wasn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like the I like the hatchet. I like I want to go axe throwing, and that kind of made me want to go axe throwing. You know, me too. I would love to bug out bag. There we go. I knew we were off. Well, if we said bug bag, so we're, just out of a word. Very close. Yeah, close enough. Dynamite <laughs> drop in though, Robin. Say thank you, Robin. Um. Yeah. So we were talking about all that, and uh, so uh, the bunker system. Somebody brought it up. I thought it was JSAPS. No, she did. She did. She brought up like a bunker and all that. And I told her that like on TikTok, there's like a whole side of TikTok on like doomsday preppers and, that's and right. they are really serious. Yeah, that's right. That was good. I remember. That was a good podcast. Thank you. Uh, like, you know, it was good because I was on it. So. <laughs> um. So anyway, so this article kind of goes over the celebrities that are building these things and how much they're spending. It's kind of nuts. Mark Mark Zuckerberg is building one of these Mm. in Hawaii. Interesting choice. Um, He's building a new $100 million compound and in that compound is going to be an underground bunker and a self-sustaining resources. I guess he's growing his own food and all that kind of stuff. I can't picture him fucking pulling carrots from the dirt. Hmm. I, I like. I, I don't know. Is it like because he'll have staff? Well, probably. Yeah, he's okay. bringing staff. He is bringing staff. Hundred million dollars, big complex underground bunker. Uh, Peter Thiel, who invested in Facebook, okay. and is a big time uh, investor. Uh, just got or is awaiting approval on a bunker project in New Zealand. These are interesting places because they're kind of in super duper remote parts of the world. Yeah. You know, 
they're not buying bunkers in the middle of America. They're not buying bunkers in Europe. They are going far away from these places. They're like, I don't want to be near you fuckers. Yeah. San Altman of OpenAI, uh, billionaire Ken Griffin of Citadel, Larry Ellison of Oracle are also constructing their own end of days retreats right now, according to an article in the New York Post. What do these fuckers know that we don't? I don't know if it's that as much as what else are they going to do with their money and why not just give this, a, you know, like there's nothing wrong with this. You know, although I got to tell you this. So there's one for sale in Sprague, Washington. Mm-hmm. It was constructed is constructed in 1959. Uh, prior to the Cold War and was kept all throughout the Cold War. Um, up in Sprague, Washington. Take a guess how much. Uh, I don't know. Two million? It's huge. It's got a kitchens, bedrooms, a pool table room. It's got tons of stuff. 30 million. 30 million is a lot of money. Is it a lot of money? It's less than that. All right. 2 million. Yes, you're much closer. It's $1.4 million. Okay. I mean, because it's a hike. You got to get over there. Yeah, I don't know. It rains a lot in Washington, right? Or is that Seattle? Both. That's both. Well, yeah, I don't I don't want to be where it rains. It's bad enough shit's going down. I don't want fucking rain to depress me even more. Mm. And like I said, I'm just going to give up. There's there's no running. There's no going into a fucking bumper, bunker and... Three years later, coming out all freaking hairy and no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. I've lived enough. Um, I'm with you. I have the same philosophy, but I will say, somebody that cuddles when I knows, I just found out he is a military, like big time, top top dude, big time guy, helicopter pilot. Oh, uh, okay. And. The first thing that went through my head was, if it goes down, I wonder if we can get on this guy's helicopter. Yeah. Not, not only a helicopter, Blackhawk. Well, I wasn't going to go ahead and fucking out. I mean, you know, I said very high. I oh, thought that was. He's very high. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> He's probably higher than him, but still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't even know. I don't think so. I think those are some of the best pilots. I mean, maybe the stealth bomber guys. Well, but... Well, let's see if we can go with him. Hmm. Um, that's what I was thinking. I was like, let maybe, maybe we'll see if we can catch. And then I thought, nah, he's got family and kids, and they have friends, and they're higher up. I think on the hierarchy, his friendship hierarchy. But I did have that thought of like, I wonder if he'd be swinging by, grabbing a couple of people, making a couple of trips, get us the hell out of here, you know? To go where? Yeah, that's the other thing. I don't like you look at this this bunker. It's like. It might be better to just die in the radiation. Like, it really. I mean, you're just living underground under fluorescent lighting, eating canned meats until, like, for what? Oh, oh my God. Canned chicken. Like, for what? I don't know. That's it. I'm honestly, I'm good. I've done that. Again, if I wrote The Last of Us, it would have been a half hour TV special and that's it. 
Yeah. It would have been like this crazy thing broke out and then everybody gave up the end. What a tragic loss. Yeah, I'm done. But who knows, Cuddles? Maybe the fungus mushroom zombies would be better than us on this planet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, bless you. That was amazing because I hoped I thought I muted the microphone, but you still saw through it. I heard you from upstairs. Okay. Um, remind me to sue the guy who said he soundproofed the studio. Yeah, I can. I can still hear you from down. <laughs> so. All right, so that's the doomsday bunker situation. You want to get uh, one? No, no. No. Okay, just checking. No, and I know. Listen, we couldn't afford a million square foot bunker, but no. they do have bunkers that you could buy and dig into the ground, and they'll do it for you. We could, we could afford one of those. I don't, I don't. Do you? It'll be smaller. I don't think that we, it's smaller than our house, right? It would be smaller than our house, yeah, so it's I don't like think I can handle living in a smaller quarters with you. It, in the- it wouldn't be worth it. It wouldn't be worth it. We live in a pretty, a fairly big house now, not extremely big, you know. Take it easy. Yeah, but it's 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 it's, it's a good size house, and uh, we can I already we can't take the children. It's like I it's enough already. I almost put them outside earlier if it wasn't for my wife stopping me. They deserved it. I go. It's not that big a deal. They'll find they'll they'll flourish. They might be better off. They'll come across a family who's been trying to have kids and couldn't, and they'll love them more than we can. You know, I was trying to I was trying to prep prep her up for it they might not love them as much as we but maybe they can tolerate them yeah, well it's not gonna matter when we're on a beach somewhere right going why don't we do this more often oh because we had kids yeah anyway yeah. uh where was i going with it all oh yeah we could we can't we can't survive in this in the house that we have now we couldn't survive in a tiny little underground bunker with i mean could you the way your daughter eats oh no we would have no food in in like 48 hours I go like this to cuddles. I go, I think our daughter is possessed. She's like, don't bring that devil talk in here. I go, no, not a devil by a 45 year old truck driver because she farts and eats exactly like those people. Oh, I don't know where, I don't know where she gets her appetite because she eats breakfast at home and then they get snack time, which she opens her lunchbox and then like eats a large majority of her lunch. And then she goes to lunch and she has the rest of it. But then somehow she has stuff when she comes home and then she still eats dinner. I don't know where she puts it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And our son too. It's like never stopping. I don't know where she puts it, but I know where it comes out and it's warm and smells like rotten eggs, you know? He like poops like a grown man. Yeah, you know when you're in the pool and you come across a warm spot, you're like, oh, should I just, this is pee. I'm walking in pee right now. You could literally walk through one of her farts and go, oh, my God, it's so hot in here. <laughs> it is. It's disgusting. She does. It's just like a grown man. It's disgusting. Yeah. I'll tell you the best part about her, though. She announces her fart. Yeah, and with, she's proud of it. With the pride of Barack Obama on the night he told the country. We killed Osama bin Laden. Oh like, uh, yeah, she is same pride, smiling from ear to ear. Like I farted. 
the two most accomplished people on the planet is Barack Obama and eight-year-old girls right after farting. They are just He's six years old, first of all. Okay? Oh, six years old. It's even worse. It's even worse. Who's eight then? Our son. Oh, I knew there was another one. Forgot about him. Uh, was I supposed to pick him up from school today? No, he's fine. He's alive and here. Okay. In bed, don't worry. Um, AI George Carlin. I don't know what to think about this. Some dude somewhere on the internet who runs like an AI YouTube channel. I wish I knew his name. I have it in my notes. I don't feel the need to actually go and read them. Okay, I'll be right back. I have to go get wine. Okay, go ahead. Keep talking. Uh, oh, I think I know the YouTube channel. Dudesy? Was it Dudesy? <clears throat> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, Aunt. Nobody gives a shit about Dudesy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, Dudesy. It's a podcast run by AI and curated by humans. So it must be a big deal if more than one person is working on the podcast. Um, and what they did was, is they told the AI to act like George Carlin and produce an hour long comedy special in George Carlin's voice. And so dudesy, they put this together and they put it on the internet and Everybody lost their mind. Everybody. Like, everybody went absolutely batshit crazy over this. And I get it, right? It's a little jarring, right? I've said it before, and then Cuddles goes, I don't know what to think about that, because, like, we feel weird about that whole AI thing. Yes. Um, like, when there's, like, a... When there's, like, a hologram show, right? We're kind of like, eh, eh, I don't know. I'm comfortable with this. Yeah, it just freaks me out. Yeah, it's a little, it is a little freaky. Um, so I get that, but um, the the amount of people that are losing their minds over this is fascinating to me because I looked at the amount of views that the Carlin thing had, and it wasn't a whole hell of a lot. Okay. I mean, they were doing well, and again, we joke about retention on this episode. Stay tuned. Will we have a Top Gun 3? You'll have to keep watching to, or listening to find out. Um, retention time. I bet you on that episode, on that George Carlin special is like nothing. Because I, like probably some people, went to go listen to it. The beginning, they explained that this is an AI and how it's created. Like I just explained to everybody. And then the voice thing comes on. It doesn't really sound like George Carlin. It's like somebody doing an impression of George Carlin. So it's a little off. Mm -hmm. And it's played from a perspective of he's dead. Like, so he's like, I know I've been the The title of the special, which the AI also named is George Carlin. I'm glad I'm dead. And he comes out and he goes, I know I'm dead. And it's taken me a, a while and blah, blah, blah. And he launches into an act. And I got less than five minutes in before I was like, I don't care about this. And I don't know why anybody's getting upset. Like George Carlin's daughter is upset. Comedians are upset. Like all these people, and some people are like, oh, it's really funny. But I'm like, I don't know how anybody got to the funny parts. I heard a couple of the first jokes. They were like, eh, okay. 
sounded like George Carlin. It did sound like his voice, not like audibly, but his style, his delivery was all there. But I'm like, this is, I don't want to hear this. I know it's not really George Carlin. It is not interesting to me at all. You know, and I think this is one of those things that is really easy to get upset about. So everybody like picks at it and writes an article about it and comments on it on podcasts. Yeah, but I don't think they're good. I don't think anyone in AI is like good. Like you want to see George, you know, like George Carlin, go watch his old stuff. Yes. Go watch the original tapes, you know, Johnny Carson. If you think Johnny Carson is funny and you don't want to, you know, if they ever did an AI, go watch his old fucking tapes. That's how to see it. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right on this. I know I am. <laughs> um, and yeah, because you know what's funny too? That special he did where he's like on the rooftop in New York City. I forget when that one's called in the 90s, 94, 95. That was so good and it's still relevant today. Mm-hmm. You know, it is still as relevant today as it was when he said it almost, oh my God, 30 years ago. Wow. Oh, that hurt a little bit. Oh my God, th- 94 is 30 years ago? Yeah. Yes, it is. It hurts a lot. It really, really hurts a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that you're right. Go back and listen to that stuff. It's just as good. It's just as relevant, you know. And for the things that are not so relevant, it's still hilarious and funny. Like, why even deal with this? But the people that act like, oh man, it's just like George Carlin. It it is, but it's like it's tainted. It's no, it's not. It's not. But be honest, it's fucking not. No, it's really not. But like, like I said, the cadence, the okay, these are the topics he would probably talk about. It wasn't completely uneducated. It wasn't a million percent off, but as close as it was, which is not close at all, it still feels this sanitariness to it. That's like, eh. This is not right. This is not accurate. You know, this doesn't feel like the real, real thing. I think maybe it'll get there one day, but right now it's not, that's not the case. That's not the case at all. Uh, That's all I got, Cuddles. Top Gun 3 in development. Done. Oh, God. Are they going to have Tom Cruise again? They're going, Tom Cruise, he is going to be. Cutting left, cutting right, going crazy, going crazy in one of those scooters in the retirement home because that's where Top Gun 3 is going. That's right. He's going to be the fiercest little buggy person in the retiree home. It's going to be fucking great. It is going to be great. And and then, not to be too much of an, an asshole, but spoiler alert, Boom, who hits Maverick from behind? Surprise, surprise, it's Goose. He didn't actually die. He was drifting on the forest in the water and lived out his days till he was a ripe old man. You know what I'm saying? And that's where we pick it all up. Nice. Fucking ruin it for everyone. I'm just saying. Uh, Now, I don't know if we have uh, Frankie C and Aaron live from New York City. Just me. And in, uh, in where I live, Frank is so drunk. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm so happy I'm on right now. Yeah. I'm so happy this is happening now because we didn't really have a good ending. We did not have a strong ending, Cuddles. And uh now I feel like we do. Oh my god. We all, all, right. all of us who know him and love him know he's a lightweight. <laughs> oh my god. This is so crazy. I think the lightweights are embarrassed by him. <laughs> but he's well, a wonderful guy, but man. What was he he uh whiskey. Uh-oh. All right, what happened? Because I okay, last I left off, Frank goes, maybe do a fun thing where Aaron yeah. and I come in from New York City. And I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. We went to a whiskey bar that we like. Ooh. And then and then we were in the cab on the sea rock. Wait, can I stop you here? Can, I, can, can you I not stop? hear me? No, can I stop you? I can hear you, but can I stop you? Yeah. That statement is so unrelatable to Cuddles and I because of those shitty things that came out of her vagina. Oh, my God. We went to a whiskey bar. Foreign. Cannot relate. That we liked. You go often enough to like a whiskey bar. And I honestly can't take a poop without somebody staring at me. So yeah. put me on camera if you want. I have I have makeup on. Okay. Oh yeah, hold on. Let me put the camera. Hmm? Hold on a second. I got all dressed up for tonight, so I'm gonna be on camera. Okay. Oh, hey. Look at that. Thanks. You look, you look fantastic. Thank you. I feel like I just went into New York City. Finally, we're gonna get some goddamn ratings on here. <laughs> For a pretty co-host, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but Jay Sabs and, and Cuddles are very pretty. But so we get there, and then I wanted to see the tree, and it's going down. Anybody who wants to see it tomorrow at ten o'clock, they're taking it down. Damn! In the morning or at night? At night. Oh, okay. And we were in the cab, and I made a I made an audible. I think for anybody who knows football terminology it's when you change the play i kind of leaned forward in the cab and i was like penn station because frank was like in rare form so. <laughs> all right so you went to this whiskey bar was it like a a flight a tasting or yes. just we did a flight and then we each ordered a drink but when i saw how where he was going with it i stopped drinking my drink <laughs> oh. like, good god <laughs> so what kind of drink did he get what did he get it was it was called a waverly and fifth i don't know it was a whiskey with i think orange and it had one of those blood dried blood oranges on top and it was really good um but you know him uh-oh did he eat was he on like an empty stomach yes. oh my god oh my god not only did he eat halfway through dinner he ordered an appetizer again Funny. <laughs> even the waiter like tried to correct him he was like like do you want dessert he was like no i'd like i'd like um what was it he was like i'd like the spinach and artichoke dip and i was like what like, <laughs> it was so weird it was so weird it was a good spinach and artichoke dip because i'm star i would kill somebody for that right now you should go um but yeah, what have you guys been? What's what's the final Top Gun three? Pish tosh. Let's get back into the whiskey. What uh, what were the so was it three fours? Four. Four. We were doomed. 
And it was That's so cool. funny. They gave us like this little piece of paper that like said what it would like taste like, you know? And like mm-hmm. take a sip and he was like, This certainly is buttery. And I was like he's the funniest motherfucker i swear to god (laughs) so four okay not for nothing but that's a that's a lot of uh did they give you all four together or was it like here's one and here's like a little something to eat nope they gave us four and they said work left to right oh okay and he did he overtime the man did he got that part completely right. Is he so, passed out right now? He's passed out. Oh, he's going to sleep until Sunday. All right. So I'm guessing if they're a standard bar, that's a two ounce pour. So that's four, eight ounces of booze in the flight alone, which is a, a good amount of booze. And then a cocktail on top of that. Oh, I don't know if anybody could knock yep. that down at our age. We can do we're not 26 anymore, Aaron. I don't know if you know that. Especially not this one right here. Um, all right. So he ordered, did he order the spinach artichoke appetizer to start the meal? Or was he yes. just taking a stab at it in the middle? No, we had spinach and artichoke dip. He had that. I had Brussels sprouts. I know that's weird, but we like to order sides for appetizers. It's just a weird thing we do. But then when he was eating, he was like, I want more food. And I was like, well, what do you want? Like. I was eating a burger. So I was like, do you want half my burger? Do you want my fries? Like, what do you want dessert? And he was like, I want more spinach and artichoke dip. I thought he was kidding. But when it got dropped off at our table, I knew he wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Such a weird thing to do. But he ate it. I even put the bacon from my burger on top. And he was like, this is very good. When did you know about, when did you know that he was drunk? What was the moment? Was he starting to get mouthy about Star Wars politics? Because I know that I fires him up. Yeah, but you know, Frank, he gets really bug-eyed and goes, I'm drunk. <laughs> like, he doesn't oh let my- you guess. He just tells you. But, like, in the cab ride, he was like, my baby wants to see the tree. My baby's going to see the tree. And that's exactly. <laughs> and it was funny, because there's a lot of trees still up in New York City. And half, I had half a mind. Like the NYU tree is up, and I had half a mind to be like, there it is. You know? <laughs> like, and like, fuck with him. Like, you know, in the morning, he'd be like, is this really the tree? Like, after we took pictures. And I was like, huh, no, I don't, I don't like to deceive him. But <laughs> like, there are so many trees that could pass for the Rockefeller Center tree when he's this drunk, but I didn't do it. But I can totally see him like, like, I don't know, hon. You think this is real? This perspective is really off. Strange. All purple lights, and instead of a star, it says NYU. And I'm like, this is it. <laughs> Skating rinks closed. It says back the blue on their star above on the top. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good tree. It's a nice tree. It's just, it's gonna. It's not gonna play. It's not gonna fly. It's not gonna pass for the old Rockefeller. No. Oh my goodness! So you yeah, cabbed it back all the way home, or you had to pick no, up the just, old. Just a pen, and then got on the train. And the train, he was good. The train, he was good. He was playing a word game, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> I can't. It was cute. It was cute. It was fine. It was fun. It was nice. And again, wanted to see the train, but then at the end, it was like, at what cost? Like we're gonna get out and then get another cab. We subwayed it there, and honestly, the city isn't as Gotham as the media would have you believe. It's still quite charming. Everyone's pretty nice. 
Do you know what I mean? Like I thought it was mm. going to be like a, you know, I don't know how to explain it. Like, like pretty much like Gotham, like the original Batman with Michael Keaton, like yeah. the, the balloon guy, like gassing everybody, but it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I feel like, okay. You could argue the, the quality of life in New York has gone down or not. I don't really care, but it's still way up from the 1980s. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's still, oh and it could lose another 12 or 15 percentage points and still not even be close to how shitty the 80s were in New York City. My dad tells stories about how in the subway, when the doors used to open, he would have to use his arm and move the, the people who were panhandling out of the way so that women could get off the subway. And he's mm. like, ask me the last time I did that. I was like, when? He was like, 83. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't rhetorical. Those were bad fucking times. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right, so nice little night out in the city. And how long was the night altogether? Because I'd I'd, I'd want to be back in forty five minutes if this were me. <laughs> the train left at five seventeen, and I guess maybe we got home half an hour ago. I walked the dog and hopped on. Oh, that's not bad. That that's a good jaunt. That's pretty good. So no dessert? He didn't get dessert? <laughs> the dessert was artichoke dip with bacon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you- listen. Yeah. Did he wind up on top of a table, topless, singing karaoke songs? No, but it's a win. That's a win of a night. It was really funny. Well, the only funny thing that kind of happened that we both heard was a lot of people were coming out of the train at our stop on Long Island Railroad, and this woman was holding the door because it was starting to close because all of her family was like leaving. And this is not that funny now. I just realized, but we were like, we were like, thank you, and she went, "I'm horny," and we were like, "Oh, great." <laughs> and then we were walking, and then Frank was like, "I think he, she said we're forty, like we're forty people," and I was like, "Well, that makes a lot more sense." But it was weird. He was like. I'm so drunk, I heard I'm horny. And I was like, no, I heard that too. <laughs> the only thing that was just of note. Can you text her? That's a good night. That's a yeah. good night. You can tell Cuddles that she loves him because even in a drunken embarrassment, she's like, he's so cute. Right down. He's, he's just a little, having a little drunken spell on, on the couch. He once in a while, I'm jealous. I would love to go to a whisper i'd love to go anywhere i mean you could take me to chili's and i think i'd be happy right mm. it's crazy. easy easy we don't have uh don't have a lot of money you know <laughs> you want to go to chili's you got to get that two for 20 erin i tried to get cuddles to order two for 20 once just say hi. you remember the uh oh it what, came out for that? a second oh this is gonna be <laughs> He's going to be great. He's going to, tomorrow's going to be like, I had the weirdest fucking dream that I was in the bedroom and you were doing the podcast. Right? You could be like, yeah, it's weird. He'll never check. He doesn't get this far into the podcast. Whether he's watching or hosting, to be honest, you know. Can't, can't argue. All right, so Aaron, we've run, okay. we've run through it all. Do you have anything? I'd love to get to your perspective of the world. No, sorry. I mean, Frank did say before I came on, George Carlin would never condone this, but I'm sure you that's been said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Ad nauseum. Cool. Um, <laughs> no, no. I, I just meant like, I'm sure that's not like a hot take. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it's something that's been said. So that's the only thing that he 
he saw the list and said that. Mm. Um, no, I don't. I don't think I have anything. I just wanted to say hi. Okay. All right. I'm vaguely remembering I texted you something. What did I just text you? And you didn't answer me. That was the point of me oh, bringing this I'm up. Sorry. What was it? I don't know. But I always felt bad for not answering you that one time. One time. And, and now. What was it? Oh. Okay, I remember what it is. It was um, how to stop your husband from being a racist, a guide for any wife. That's, do you remember we were talking about his problems? Oh, God. Oh, okay. All it was right. on WhatsApp or on text? <laughs> no, it was on WhatsApp. No, it was. was it, that was a joke. Yeah, that was a joke. Or unless, are I you just, sending him to a racist reform school? Or? No, I, just, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know when to take you seriously. What did you send me though? Because I don't like to be rude. Um, I sent you this guy was talking about this game that people play, and then he had a little fact about it. It was the game that you brought to Friendsgiving a couple of years ago. Oh, the what? Oh, I remember that game. Remember what did you call it though? No, I don't. Well, 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 but you had to guess who who was the kid, the who who the murderer was. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember it was that last year. Yeah. Yes. So the guy calls it werewolf, which I don't think you called it that. No, I call it mafia, but a lot of people don't like that name. So werewolf. Oh. Is okay. And it was like a villager and then a werewolf. And then the villagers have to find the, the two werewolves. Yes. Most of the people are villagers. And does what? Does anybody in the chat play that game? I can't see the chat. Good question. In the chat or the comments, replay clue. What up? Um, have you ever played that game where there's two killers or whatever, there's regular people and then the regular people have to find who the killers are before the killers kill everybody, but like two people or whatever the roles are. I forgot. We did that. Yeah. That's, I love that game. You can really have so many people that you can play it though. You should have it. How the hell can we play it with Anthony on air? Like mm. all the people in the chat. I'll, I'll work on it. I figure Maybe. Cause you like, you put your head down Everybody has to put their head down, right? But then the killers get to pick their heads up, and then the killers have to kill somebody or something. I forget how it all is. Killers get to kill someone, and then when you all pick your heads up, you disclose who was killed, and then the townspeople get to kill the person they think is the killer. And if they're right, they win, and if not, they go through another round of being killed. Right. And you do it by, like, winking at the person, and, like, you know, that's how everybody plays. Oh, that's not how I play, but, yeah, I know that's how people play. Oh, it wasn't winking? How did the, how'd you do it? No, we just put our heads down and then picked their head up and signaled to the person who was, uh, what was that called? Oh, um, there was a person who, who you know, was like the MC. One person watches, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you right. don't, if you don't have enough people, you you do like, and you don't, um, you don't have an MC and you wink, but I've never played that way. I've only heard about it. But it's like a great game. Like when, like sometimes you can't play like Monopoly with like 12 people. So like when you have like a good amount of people like that, that's a fun game to play. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah that's a really fun game to play anyway he had this like crazy stat about what happens in that game yeah. like a percentage of times and why and i thought that was pretty pretty freaking interesting so i that's why i shared it with you i don't think you would I care I now that i'm this morning when i saw it and i sent it i thought oh my god aaron's gonna love this and now that i'm telling you what it is i'm like why would she even watch this no, I don't. Did you send it in the, all the group, like everybody, or just me? No, just you. All right, I'll, I'll go looking. Sorry. Um, yeah. I have one more story. 
Love and it. it's only because Frank might be on a watch list because uh -oh. I went to the dentist on Thursday morning and on Wednesday night, I was holding my laptop. I was in bed and I was holding my laptop, um, you know, like on my stomach. I was like almost all the way completely lying down. And then I got really good news and I lifted my <laughs> laptop in the air, like touchdown. I was like, yes. And then I dropped the laptop on my face. <laughs> oh, no. And I really busted it. I'm talking like bleeding. I'm, I didn't crack my teeth, but like a lot of uh, damage and trauma in my mouth. Oh, no. I get to go to the dentist tomorrow. I had a fat lip and all this stuff. Like it's really bad inside. And of course, my dentist was like, okay, here we go. What the hell? And I was like, oh, I dropped a laptop on my face. And he like made this like look over to the hygienist and was like, write it in her chart. And I'm like, no, I don't want this on my dental permanent record. Like, it's fine. And they're like, no, we need to write everything that's like, you know. And I'm like, oh, no, I know what it looks like. Like, I know why they're doing it. It's like in case mm -hmm. anything else happens to me. But I just felt like, no, please. You know, it just felt so weird. So you got Frank flagged, basically. Just a little. I mean, like a little bit. And then well, I'm glad they do it because, you know, that that's kind of stuff's very, very important. Mm. But uh, the, I heard the hygienist say, like, under her breath, usually is phone. You know, like when it's like an excuse. I was mm. like, well, I did a whole laptop, but everything's fine now. But that's the only thing that ever that happened. But again, I'm not unhappy they did it because measures need to be in place to protect people. So I've taken a phone and an iPad to the face, like laying down, like just oh, right to the face. Hurts like hell. I can't well, imagine a laptop. When you're laying down and and you have the your iPad in your hand and you're just watching, and then I smack the iPad. <laughs> And it's just, it is so good. It's so, I love it. It's like, ugh. Like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I bet a lot. Do what you phone. Plus, you chew your mouth a lot, Anthony. Did, did Does your dentist ever, like, remark that you should stop doing that? Do you go to the dentist? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. I definitely do. Um... No, they never said anything to me about it. Okay. I'm trying to think. Maybe they, I don't know. Or maybe not. No, I don't think so. All right. Well, thank you guys. And thank you everybody in the chat for bearing with me. It wasn't that exciting, but I wanted to say hi. <laughs> and I hope everyone has a great weekend and a great Martin Luther King Day. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. There, Bye, goes, Aaron. there goes Aaron, everybody. That was nice. It is a treat just when she stops by, but she is the treat. You know what I'm saying? Hysterical that he's drunk. What's that? It is hysterical that he is drunk right yeah, now. Yeah, Frank drunk is is one of the all time best drunks, though, isn't he? Yes. Like I think we're fortunate enough to few a good to know a few good like oh these are good drunk people, you know. Yeah, That's him. He's definitely one of them. All right, Cuddles, we've run out of program. That's yeah. the end of it. Had enough alcohol. To All right, I did not hear that. You still there? Yes. Yeah, All right. Well, for Aaron and for Cuddles and everybody else, appreciate you guys being here for the whole ride. Uh, make sure you hit the like button on whatever you're watching or listening. Make sure you hit the share button on whatever watching you're watching or listening on the Twitter X and the Spotify's and the YouTube's and all of it. Uh, make sure you guys uh, share along if you can. Hitting that like button matters. The bells for the notifications. All the things. Uh, you got to do it all. I know it stinks, but you got to do it. Sometimes the moves, the numbers. 
Uh, so if you can do that, that would be much appreciated. Um, love you all. Become a member if you'd like. Links for that over at uh, anthonyonair.com. And uh, have a good weekend. Have a good weekend, everybody. We will catch you all on the next one. Show me potato salad. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead.